What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lada, what do you got? All right, guys. So, you know, we love food around here. And a restaurant that I love is Portos Bakery and Cafe. And they will be opening a new location in none other than Northridge. So, I was happy. I love Portos. But, yo, my sister lives in Ontario. And she has, like, a 35-minute drive to West Covina. So, I'm like, Portos. The Inland Empire is demanding a location over there. But nonetheless, if you're in Northridge, they will be opening their location in January. They were scheduled to open it in November, but due to some construction issues, they will be pushing it back. So if you're in the Northridge area, you will be having a Portos come January 2022. There you have it. And it is uh, by the uh, Fashion Center, the Northridge Fashion Center mm-hmm. on Nordoff. Um, yeah, listen, you know I'm a Tropicana guy. Uh, I'm, Ooh, not anti, I'm not anti-Portos. Um, so I am, uh, I am applauding Portos here as well. Um, but, you know, one is my boo and the other one is, you know. Your side I'm, piece. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. <laughs> side piece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, your, your side potato bowl. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. your side it's cheese like roll. I got gotcha. you. Yo, I'm, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with Serrano. The only thing, the only reason why I make it to my side piece a little bit more is because there's more locations. Of, exactly, right. they're more stop. available. Yeah, it's more. It's not one place. Uh, you know, if you're not in the downy area, you can't go. But mm-hmm. okay. Um, but shout out to Northridge. They they look. I'm stunned there wasn't one in Northridge to begin with. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, really? yeah. Dude, there's a lot of people that live there in the San Fernando Valley, man. And Northridge is like the centerpiece of that thing. But you got like Glendale and Burbank. Yeah, but that's far, dude. But okay, I don't want to like, get on this for, too much. If you, you, you want to go from Northridge, all right, you got to get on the 118, oh, yeah. right? Oh, and then you got to get across town and you got to get to Glen. Like that's a 40-minute drive. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if there's no traffic, maybe in the morning there's like, it's like 20 or 25 but it's at least 40 minutes sí, at, 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 in like a regular time of day. I give you that, cierto. But can Portos now make one closer to the IE? Because like I said, my sister is in Ontario and the my friend is in Riverside and they drive about 50 minutes. Well, Downey is not that far, right? Like, No, it's, it's further than West Covina. But I'm just saying like you can get, you could probably get to Downey easier on that side of town is what I'm saying than you could like from Northridge to Glendale. Mm. There's way more traffic from Northridge <laughs> to Glendale. Like, Come on, are we serious? I don't know about all that because you got the ten, the two ten that you got to work with, the six oh five, the sixty. I don't know, man. Those are pretty heavily trafficked. I don't know, man. Yeah. Like I, I feel like if you gotta try to get to Glendale and you gotta take like you know like the one eighteen or to the five or whatever, like that's a pain in the ass. Like those two, those two high, particularly the five, is a huge pain in the rear. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, we can so, agree to uh, look, disagree. Look, Ontario is, it ain't <laughs> close either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get it. Not even anywhere near close. No, I, I know, but I feel like that side of town, particularly, you know, early in the day or on the weekend, no, you know, because early you're, in the weekend, you're coming easier to get around. Towards, like, for example, okay, I'm totally in a soapbox right now. But if you're, like, for example, in, in Ontario, my sister lives off the 60. Mm-hmm. So if she needs to go to West Covina, she has to take the... The 60 or the 71 or whatever, and then merge into the 10. And then if you're coming early, you're coming with like with traffic to downtown area. So it's like that's heavy. Listen, I, I agree with you that that part of town needs needs something. I'm I'm not disagreeing with that. We just what I'm more. just saying is that it, it you know like I just feel like that the valley is just way more populated in my estimation. Mm. Okay. I don't know. Like anytime <laughs> I'm in the valley, bro, there's traffic everywhere. 
I can get around out in the IE fairly easy and move around to the east side of town. All right, like I said, agree to disagree. Well, yeah, but I'm agree to disagree. Jeez. <laughs> I hear Lindsay in the background going, Geez. Why are you cheesing, Lindsay? Because, <laughs> I mean, you guys just spent like five minutes talking about freeways and directions, and I have no idea what you're talking That's about. That's a thing. That's well, it's so funny. My, my, my kids, I swear to you guys, as I was leaving SoFi Stadium on Sunday, and we were leaving, and I was like, okay, I think we got to go to the 110, and then we got to try and get on the 405, and then we got... And my kids are like, oh, my God, Dad, you sound like the Californians on SNL. I was just going to say, that is what my right. brother-in-law always makes fun of me, and is like, oh, my God, did you take, like, the 405 to the to the 10? Because right. of the SNL sketch, yes. Right, exactly and my kids, like. next thing I know, they're all in the back seat, my three daughters, and they're all watching episodes of the Californians, and the guy's like... Well, I take the 405 to the 110, and, then, and and I'm like dying laughing because they think this is a funny thing, and I'm like, you guys don't get it. This is what real life is in L.A. You don't get that. And I guess if they were listening this afternoon, they would because it's a real thing. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I, I get it. It's, it's, a, it's, it's probably another 10 miles from Ontario to Downey, but I, you know, I just feel like if you go at the right times, if you want to go... Look, man, here's what I've learned about living in L.A. for five-plus years now, almost six years, okay? You want to get around somewhere? Okay? This is simple. You, use ways? No, bro. I'm talking no. about if you want to do get something done, like an errand, mm. the weekend, get on the road early, like 8 a.m., 9 a.m., hit the road. It, once 10 o'clock hits, everyone starts hitting the road. You get out before that, you can get anywhere around town fairly easily. You just got to time your stuff right. Everybody wants to chill and not get out of the house early. So be be an early bird. You get the worm. Okay. So, but Laura yes, doesn't do. like ways. She played the, the horn sound effect. I like I, ways. I hate ways. I hate ways. Mm. What do you use? I use I either use Google the, Maps the Google, or I use yeah. ways. Yeah, I use Google. Yeah. Ways takes you off the road 50,000 times and takes you down these back streets. It's crazy. I, like it. I deleted I like it. ways already. It's a no go for me. It's annoying ways. Mm hmm. Lindsay, Waze, Google Maps? No, I just Apple? use what's on, what comes on my phone. Which is Apple, Apple or what? Yeah. yeah, see, I don't like the Apple. I don't use the maps. Apple one. I, I use the Google. Yeah. Yeah. It always screws me up. Yeah. I feel like Apple's something wrong with it. I don't know. There's always like something. Like it's lying to me on the time or something. Yeah, you thought there was something wrong with the Baltimore Ravens last night. Did you see that comeback, by the way? No, I didn't watch one second of it because I oh told you I wouldn't God. watch one second. Oh, my God. Seriously. Like, I, I look, look. Indianapolis had Baltimore. I thought they were going to crush them, and I had two TVs going at the same time. I had the Dodgers-Giants game on one and the Monday Night Football on the other. This kid, Lamar Jackson, I know he's already great, but seriously, George, you have got to see the comeback that Baltimore made last night and the statistics that Lamar Jackson put up last night. Spectacular. This guy got more yards by himself than half the NFL football teams in the league. Literally, I'm not joking. Like He himself has like 1,800 yards by himself. And there are like 15, 16 teams below him that have less yardage than he has as an individual player. Now, there's a fantasy player for you. Yeah. Didn't watch one second of it. Couldn't yeah. care less. Like, yeah, honestly. I liked it. Football like, I was focused in on the Dodgers yesterday. Mm-hmm. 100,000%. Football um, junkie. Yeah. Uh, so, let me ask you this about, speaking of football, though. So, Pete Carroll was asked about the SC job. He did an interview with Sam Farmer, who's an unbelievable, phenomenal journalist at the LA Times. Okay, Shout out Sam. Yeah, and I think that the thing that stood out the most to me about that interview was that Pete said the expectations are part of the problem. But the expectations are also the key essence of the whole thing because if you can meet those expectations, you can do it. Um, he's like, we stumbled into 
what we stumbled into when we went there was a giant of a job. It was a huge opportunity and a huge setting for college football. It had been, then it wasn't. Then we hit it running and got in great rhythm of recruiting, coaching, playing, all that, yada, yada, yada. Now, he's right. This job is very similar now to when Pete Carroll took it over, which means that it is somewhat bereft of talent, or at least the upper echelon talent that it's used to. Um, It is no longer keeping the greatest kids at home like it once was. Um, And Pete was able to reestablish that. Is there a guy that can establish that is the question. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe it's that. Maybe it's Luke Fickle. I mean, he's balling out right now. The number three team in the country in Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati is a stepping stone job, Scott, as you said. But is it if he? Win- I mean, if he wins, like God forbid, they win the national championship. Then what? You know, why would you ever leave? Like you, you've accomplished the thing that no one thought you could ever accomplish there. You know. Well, l- listen. Let's just say Cincinnati does not win the national championship, which ultimately I don't think they will. Cincinnati's a really impressive team, and when you go on the road and you beat a team like Notre Dame. Um, that's impressive. Even if Notre Dame's really not that great. It's a you, signature win no matter what when you go to South Bend and win. Absolutely, especially when you're a team from what is called a mid-major, uh, not a power five conference. So you give Cincinnati and Luke Fickle a ton of credit. But if Luke Fickle came to USC and coached the roster that has been recruited here over the last four or five years, I don't think there's immediate Pete Carroll success. I don't agree with Pete that the expectations are the problem. It's USC. When you're at SC or Notre Dame or when you're at Alabama or Georgia, these kinds of schools, they have crazy expectations because they have amazing history. But that said, Alabama definitely went through a slide way before Nick Saban. USC had gone through it before Pete Carroll. And you can look around college football and see how cyclical it is. Look at a school like Clemson this year. You know, everybody thinks Clemson's going to be a, you know, a top four kind of team and they've kind of fallen apart. Things happen like this. But uh, I would say that SC is a lot further away than most of us realized at the beginning of this year. Uh, They are. They have, they have one, they have a couple of guys that are going to play on Sundays still, but not the amount that you need to have when you are trying to win a championship. And you could say that Cincinnati may or may not have that, but he's gotten a bunch of dudes that can ball out there, and they're going to get Big guys time. drafted. Like, I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, one of the things I really did like about this Sam Farmer piece with Pete Carroll was when Sam asked him, hey, so if the people at USC called and they wanted to get your advice, because, you know, you're the, the legendary coach in USC football history, um, what would you say to them? And Pete's like, dude, I don't even know anybody there anymore. You know, I've been out of USC for so long, and so many yeah. things have changed. How many different athletic directors have there been since three, Pete Carroll left? At least three, yeah. right, at least. And so Pete Carroll's like, nobody's calling me, nobody's asking me, because I don't know anybody there anymore. Right. Well, he also, you know, slid out the back door. Let's not make it seem the, like he Well, was, you know. right. I mean, listen, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, listen, we, we all, those I mean, of us who know Pete. trouble, and he's like, peace out, I'm right. out. Listen, if you know Pete, or if you were a fan of Pete, I mean, I love Pete Carroll. Love yeah. the guy. But there's no doubt that he knew there were problems and now was the time to bounce, which is what he did. Oh, no, no. It was smart on Pete's Pete's, uh, case. There's no doubt about that. No one is denying that. But let's not – I mean, he definitely deserves a lot of love for what he was able to accomplish. But the way he went out is like, all right, bro. You know, like, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, listen, Uh, it's going to be hard to find the Pete Carroll magic because let's not forget that when he took over – there was no Pete Carroll magic. No, there wasn't. Pe- people there were wasn't. like, who the hell and why would you hire him? 
Right. 100% agree. All right. Coming up next, the Dodgers. What needs to happen tonight to keep this series going? What needs to happen to advance to a game five? We're going to give you all that coming up in just a moment. Uh, Plus, we had like this crazy food debate earlier we'll get into. Uh, There's a lot of food on the show today. Portos, tacos, pizza. It's been very food heavy today. We'll we'll, we'll kind of reestablish where we're at on all that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. How did Laura get a stray on that one, too, at the end? Did you catch that? Like, he mm-hmm. was taking strays at both of you mm-hmm. on that one. Well, and they wasn't strays. It was direct at Lindsay, but he took a stray at Laura. Too. Damn, Chris. He's like, well, Woo. she's got friends. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, you do have friends. There's that. Friends. I'm a friend. Wait, wait. No, no. I'm a friendly person, but I don't got friends like that. Okay? Let's not um, get it twisted. But Yeah, you know, homegirl. Uh, Linz, I, I, we've talked about this. Linz is all in on a, uh, on a tour, you know, on a, uh, on, on a foodie tour, right? We used to do those foodie Friday things or Friday foodie things. What did we call them? Foodie Fridays. Foodie, Friday? foodie yeah. Fridays. I think we need to. I think we need to reestablish that. We need to kind of, and then we can have Lindsay out there. We can all figure it out. We can kind of make it work. With you know, my schedule's about to get really crazy and busy now. But we can figure out maybe like once a month. I think like we don't have to do every week. We do like once a month. I feel like that's cool. Lindsay, are you in for once a month? Sure. I mean, I just don't. I don't. I don't know what anything is. I don't know what any of the freeways are called or anything. I just you know I look it up on my phone and I follow my directions and that's. How I get places. Now, that is very funny because let me ask you guys a question. How many phone numbers do you have committed to memory? I don't mean like exact numbers, but how many? Three. Like my my own. Okay. Um, Okay, My wife's. Okay. And like like my sister's and then like one of like my oldest friends because like two or three of my oldest friends because they've had the same number for like 30 years right so same with me like i have my my father's phone number my son's phone number but if you ask me for any of my three daughters or even my girlfriend i could not give you their phone numbers because i let the phone do the thinking for me yeah yeah i think a lot of people are like Lindsay; they don't know directions like if you said to somebody look take the 405 and take it to the whatever and they'd be like okay, I'm going to put that in my phone because I don't actually know what you're talking about. I think a lot of people are just like Lindsay. They rely on their phone and their GPS. They don't know directions and they don't know names of roads. But but, but I'll tell you this. I I would agree. Look, I know where I'm going, okay, in town. And I still use my GPS because I'm like, can I save five minutes another way? You know what I'm saying? Like, I put it there just because I am money, you know, time is money. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the way I think of life. So if I can save five minutes in an in an you know a completely different like way of travel, 
then I'm going to do that. Like, I'm that person. Yeah, I get it. I'm telling you, I drove from from downtown L.A. to SoFi Stadium on Sunday. I used Waze. It took me into all kinds of back roads. I was in there in like 20 minutes, and I even put in what parking lot I wanted because I didn't want to get to SoFi and be like, uh, that's the purple, that's the blue, where's the orange? I'm telling you, man, the GPS takes, takes it all away. I don't have to do any thinking. Just follow the GPS. The only thing is, is that when you're trying to use walking directions on a GPS, I'm the idiot that's standing on the corner of the street. Not like, knowing turn, which direction right, you right, have to go. Turn right, you, walk five wait, steps. You know, it, you know it has like a little cone thing, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, the direction dude. you're supposed to be walking in, right? You say that, but man, I'm telling you, I'll walk five steps one way. Okay, wait, I'm going the wrong way. I walk five steps the other way. Okay, no, I don't think that's right. Okay, I'm going to go back the way I wa- I mean, I'm telling you right now, the walking directions. <laughs> the walking directions are the worst. It's got a cone, bro. It tells I'm you which direction you, the cone is. That's the direction you got to be going. She's having a hard time. That's all I'm saying. I'll Help me out. I'll you a tutorial of how to use them. It's very simple. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like we can do – we got to come up with like a snazzy name. Because, like, look, the, 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 the people will help us. The, when we did this Foodie Friday thing the last time, like the, the businesses loved it. They loved that we were there. They loved that we shouted them out. We got to come up with a snazzy name, Lindsay, for your, uh, your, your tour. Like we'll call it a tour. You can just call it the Lindsay Food Tour. Or, or like works. the Tour de Lindsay. Oh, Tour like de that. Lindsay. Now that, yeah, that's a little snazzier sound to it. Not bad. I like yeah. that. Look at that, I'm Cap. You for... don't normally come up with the great ideas around here, so oh, I'm going to give you some I, credit on I, that one. Let me tell you something. Here's my great idea on the Tour de Lindsay. I am all for totally guerrilla broadcasting, meaning we go somewhere, we set up, this no, no. is where we're at, no. come visit extra, us, come bro. hang out. That's not how this works, bro. How's it work? That's not how we can't be doing that. Oh, why not? Just there's, It's against the rules. Like We can't oh. be doing that. Yeah, I'm not a rules guy. I get that. I, yeah. I, I, that's why I'm here to make sure that you get back in the penalty box. <laughs> well, this is a big night for major. opening night on hockey, ESPN hockey. You're in the penalty right. box. How about well, that? Hey, very good. I can't believe it. Somebody explain this to me. Pittsburgh versus Tampa Bay in NHL hockey. And I'm watching it. Why? Me too. Cause it's on ESPN. Not right. because I'm a hockey fan. Yep. I, it's because ESPN is on my TV and I rarely ever watched it on NBC sports network. I would seek it out when I guess during the playoffs, but that's pretty much it. All right, well, I got a baseball game on one. I got a hockey game on the other. Frankly, I'm not really particularly interested that much in either of them. You know, I'm more interested in the Dodgers and the Giants and how the Dodgers are going to extend this series. Because let me tell you something right now, George. That's what – I almost cursed. That's what freaking has to happen. You got to hit, okay? (laughs) I'm sitting there. When Mookie Betts hit that shot – to shortstop yesterday, and it was caught by Brandon Crawford. Mm-hmm. I literally, like, I stood up, and then I just, like, deflated back into my couch. I was like, oh, bro. Just, like, melted away. Because yeah. I knew it was over at that point. Yeah, well, this is what I was talking about earlier. You know, listen, th- there are injuries on this Dodger ball club, and credit to the Dodgers for never using injuries as an excuse all season long when many other franchises do – this guy's hurt. This guy had Tommy John. This guy's missing time. Hey, guess what? The Dodgers had more injuries and more guys miss time and more guys wind up having to miss the season than probably any team in Major League Baseball, and they didn't complain about it. They went out there, and they still won 106 games. The issue was the entire season yeah. that the Giants were at the very end, and as we sit here today, one game, one run better than the Dodgers. That is the fact. Now, the question is tonight, are the Dodgers going to find a way to score runs, particularly early in the game? 
because there's a stat that's that goes something like this, or I might be making it up, but it's something like this. Teams that score in the first three innings win baseball games like 75% of the time. You gotta score some runs early. And and look, there is no Kershaw who could who could be very helpful in a night like tonight. There is no Muncie who you desperately needed his bat last night. That's gonna be the key. Bueller well, pitching well enough through five, and guys gotta hit. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, you and I were talking about this earlier today when we were chatting on the phone about just the unprecedented nature, right, of Walker Bueller. And look, I was a big proponent of them resting guys down the stretch. Walker Bueller's had a good start and one decent start since September first. It's not ideal. Um, but Lindsay, you when you talk about you were talking to me about that pitching staff, because of Bueller's situation, um, you 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 get the feeling that this is this may be a short outing as well, right? As what Scott uh, had alluded to just a they moment have ago. to keep him on a short leash because you just can't afford. A, you know, last night goes to show one nothing game. You just can't afford to give up any runs because the the margin of error is so small that they just have to keep him on a short leash. Well, let me just say this, Dodger fans, this would blow people's minds if the Giants wind up winning this game tonight. Because for all the talk going into this postseason that the Dodgers and the Giants, for their incredible storied history of rivalry, these two teams have never met in the postseason. To lose and have the Giants take the division on your home field, it's just unimaginable. So the Dodgers tonight got to do everything they can do. I don't care if it's playing small ball, manufacturing runs, getting runners on base, moving them around. Somehow, some way, they have got to find a way to win this game and take this series back to San Francisco. Uh, we also got to get Gavin Lux in the game. Okay. Like, Gavin Lux needs to be part of this thing. Because, by the way, you want to talk about disbelief. He crushed that ball at the end of that game to yes, end that did. game. Yes, and the did. wind just stopped it in his tracks. It didn't even make the warning track. And that thing, he thought he got it. Like, he thought it was gone. Yep, I mean, he looked over at the Dodger dugout. He had his hand raised like he was going to round the bases and tie the game. And, um, you know, listen, I'm not one of these statistical persons, George, one of these statistical persons. I'm not somebody who really follows exit velocity. You know, are, are you an exit velocity studier of baseball? I mean, I, I like information. I think information is knowledge, and I and then I apply it when uh, necessary. You know? Okay. For, for me, exit velocity, I remember the first time I heard that, I'm like, what, what exactly does that mean, exit velocity? Is that like when you walk out of a store and you push the door open really fast, like the velocity of the door is you – like, I mean, I really – I was like, whoa, this is some new phraseology in baseball that the analytics guys have come up with. But seriously, the numbers say that the way Lux hit that ball – and based on the speed of the ball off the bat, like 90% of the time, that ball's out. But it just so happens, and we talked about this last night, was the wind blowing in? Was the wind blowing out? And as it turns out, that wind knocked that ball down. So, long ball? I'm not concerned about a long ball time. I'm not concerned about home runs time. I'm concerned about manufacturing runs. Yeah, but the Dodgers win by just, you know, smoking the ball. Yeah, the ball. You know what I mean? Like that that's how they win. I'm not saying they can't manufacture runs. I mean it's it's possible. I think that, you know, Dave is more inclined in a situation like this in the playoffs to play for one run late in a game. But in the early parts of the game, I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like that is kind of their MO. 
at all. So, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how this develops. You got it tonight. You you just you can't win baseball games when you don't score runs. How's that for obvious? How's that for analysis? Is that good analysis right there? I mean, it's 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 factual. Yeah, solid. Coming up next, Radio Tinder, everybody's favorite segment. Linz will have that for us. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, Linz, what do we got? All right, so the Detroit Lions suffered another heartbreaking loss on Sunday, and head coach Dan Campbell is not taking it very well. Mm. While speaking to the media after the game, Campbell got extremely emotional and began to tear up while talking about how badly he wanted this win. Here is what it sounded like. When you, uh, when you see your players give all that they have and, uh, and you lose that way, it's tough. You know, you don't want that for them. So, um, but we'll be better for it, you know. And there again, credit Minnesota, but, um, you know, we, we made the one mistake that cost us, you know. And, uh, and so, ultimately, you know, it, uh, we, didn't, we didn't do enough to win. But I was proud of them, and I love the fight they have in them. And I love the grit. Uh, have you guys ever cried after losing a big game? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I will swipe right and say, yeah. Yeah, I've cried after losing a big game. And I don't mean just like in my own playing career. Um, I'm talking about like in my Little League coaching career. I'm not joking, man. I mean, seriously. Like when you listen to Dan Campbell, I think a lot of people will will ridicule him and that's okay. Um, But for me, I just know that when you put everything you got into it and when you when you love your teammates and everybody's working really hard and you can't get the results that you're looking for, and in the case of the Detroit Lions, a 1917 loss, two weeks ago it took a 66-yard field goal that hit the crossbar and bounced over for them to lose. I mean, they're 0-5, and it's emotional. And um, so, yeah, I have cried after losing big games. Not as a freaking player. I've lo- I cried after Little League games. I'm not joking. Uh, yeah, I think you know, as a kid, you know, you cry for sure because no, you I mean, as an so adult, much. George. Oh, oh, yeah, I mean, as I'm the manager <laughs> of the little league team, and we lost the game, and I'm crying. Oh, yeah. oh, mm. yeah. So did, did, did I not, you're not a big crier, Sonano? Did, did no, I not mention? No, did, I, did you guys no. think I was I, talking I, about I'm being a, a kid? I'm a weird crier, so I, I think weird different things get to me now. Okay, like 
for example, um, like things that involve like dads and kids get to me now, right? Like I think that because it's just different, right? Um, because I have children now, but I know I'm not much of a crier. Um, I mean, I was when I was a kid, right? Because like, you care when you're a kid, <laughs> you play sports. But I would also say this to Dan Campbell. <laughs> so I would swipe left as an adult. Um, but I would say this to Dan Campbell. Get used to it, bro. You, you coach the Lions, man. You're going to be crying a lot. So There's Yes, that. he will. He definitely will. A lot yeah. of crying in his future, especially with their new QB. But Are anyways, you guys sensitive next. to it, or do you guys ridicule it? Um, I'm not sensitive to it because, like Sedano said, you're in the NFL. Like, you need to toughen up a little bit. It's not like you lost a playoff game. It's a regular playoff. season game. Playoffs? No Talking reason to playoffs? cry. You can't go soft already after week five. Yeah, bro. You can't be know. eating, biting kneecaps and then crying. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Guys. What happened to that guy? That guy was like, oh, I'm going to bite your kneecaps off. That yeah, guy's been hell? beaten down in five yeah. straight losses. That's what yeah. that guy's, that's what's, he's crumbled. Tough guy became softy. Shouldn't have taken the Lions job, bro. What's next? All right, after Tyson Fury's victory over Deontay Wilder in Las Vegas over the weekend, a number of fans are suggesting that the Gypsy King could even fight Jake Paul at some point in his career. Paul himself has even commented on it, tweeting, I think Tyson Fury might have finally earned the chance to fight me. So he's obviously (laughs) joking, but some people haven't seemed to get the memo and genuinely think it's a possibility. Do you think that Tyson Fury would ever agree to fight Jake Paul? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Um, ever is a word that, uh, is the challenging part here. So I'm going to swipe right only because ever is a long time. Um, and I, I think maybe when Tyson Fury is done, you know, and he wants a huge payday and he wants to do something crazy like this, he might, but Tyson Fury would whoop the living, you know, what out of Jake Paul. I mean, Deontay Wilder is a monster of a man. And when he knocks a guy down, let alone twice in one round, most people don't get up. So, yeah, Jake Paul would never be able to fight him. Yeah, I'm going to actually swipe left on this one. And I picked up on the same thing you did, George. Like, would he ever fight him? And you got to figure that he might eventually say, hey, you know what? People are, they want it. It's good content. It's going to make me a fortune like it did Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I'll go fight him and beat up on the kid. But the size differential, he's six foot nine, two hundred and seventy-five pounds when he's in shape. Okay? When he's not in shape, he's six nine, four hundred. At six nine, two seventy-five, versus this kid Paul, who's how tall is he? Six feet, six two, you know, two hundred pounds. I mean, yeah, it's, it's probably even, like six three, a buck, buck eighty, something like that. Not, yeah, it wouldn't, crushed, even, it wouldn't even be fun to watch. Now, you know, if you have the bigger Paul brother. And he's taking on Floyd Mayweather. Okay, fine. It's kind of fun and interesting. Littler guy, little guy who's got a real boxing career versus a bigger guy who looks good, but he doesn't know what he's doing in the ring. I just don't think it'll ever happen. Although I would pay the pay-per-view to see it happen because somebody needs to whoop that kid's ass. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen. But if it did, I would definitely pay to see it for sure. Next. All right. By now, you've undoubtedly, hopefully at least, heard about the Tampa Bay Rays eating popcorn in the dugout while beating the Red Sox in game one of the ALDS. Unsurprisingly, it did not sit well. But when it comes to the irritating consumption of celebratory foodstuffs, popcorn actually finished second on Boston's list. What really ticked off the Red Sox were Tampa's champagne plans. According to multiple Red Sox players, after they beat the Rays in Game 2, word filtered back to the clubhouse that Tampa had ordered champagne to be delivered to Boston in anticipation of closing out the series at Fenway Park. Instead, The Red Sox walked off games three and four to advance to the ALCS. 
Do you guys believe that the good old bulletin board material fires up players enough to make a difference? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? I'm going to swipe right on that. Um, I I remember, okay, so when Shaq left the Lakers, he went to, to play with Dwayne Wade and, and Pat Riley with the Heat. And in that series against the Dallas Mavericks in 2006, where Dwayne Wade went bonkers, um, you know, the Dallas Mavericks parade route, they released the parade route uh, to the Dallas Morning News, the newspaper there. And Pat Riley got a hold of that, and it just – he put a copy of it in everybody's locker room, um, you know, before game three when they were down 0-2. Uh, and, yeah, it fired them up. Like, and, and you know, you know, and Riles was – you know, Laker fans will remember this. He was a master motivator, right? Like, so many different things. I remember in that last game when they were traveling back to Dallas for game six, he told them, I'm only packing one suit, one tie. And you guys should do the same because we're not coming. We're not going there for we're not we're not going there for two games. We're going there for one game. Um, so yeah, I do believe that stuff can work. I think you can go to the well too much, uh, but I think in these pressure-packed situations, when you have two uh, really great and talented teams, I, I I think that that stuff does matter. Yeah, for sure. A little edge matters. I'm going to swipe left on this one. I love bulletin board material, just as a matter of fact. But in this particular instance. Hey, they're eating popcorn in the dugout. Come on, guys. Let's rally. I don't buy that at all because I think I've seen the Red Sox guys hit a home run and then be wheelbarrowed through the dugout. You know, everybody's doing it now in baseball. It's not, it's not like it used to be where the unwritten rules were, if you try and show me up, I'm going to hit you the next time you come up to the bat. I mean, people are, and I say people, teams are doing things now that are more celebratory in baseball than ever before. Now, on the other hand, somebody's ordering champagne under the expectation we're winning in their place. Yeah, um, yeah, it'll fire you up, but I'm not really – this isn't like football where it's like, I'm going to get those guys. It takes a lot of concentration in baseball. I'm not necessarily buying. That's what motivated Boston to get past Tampa and get to Houston. All right, one last one, Linz, real quick. All right, on Tuesday, which is today, right, LeVar Ball announced his on his Instagram that ah, Big Baller Brand I has a this. new luxury lifestyle shoe available for purchase. Yeah. Really? LeVar opened his announcement video with an ode to Charles Barkley's old Nike commercial, stating that he, unlike what Barkley said, is a role model. The new mm-hmm. luxury lifestyle shoes start at $695, or for 895 you can get your hands on the I told you so theme. Will this round of big baller brand shoes be a hit? Swipe left or swipe right, Caps? I'm going to swipe left. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that um, the problem with the big baller brand is price point. I mean, who do you know that's really going to buy a pair of shoes for nearby $700 that are the big baller brand. I mean, I wouldn't buy a pair of really expensive, I'm trying to think of like names of, of expensive designers, Ferragamo, uh, Prada. I would never spend $700 on I a mean, pair of really nice shoes. There's I'm pairs not- of like Nikes that are like hardcore collector's editions that people don't even spend. I mean, yes, granted, some people do spend thousands on them, but like me as a collector myself, I think probably like five, 600 on like mo- the most coveted pair that I want is as far as it goes. I would never spend this much on just some random big baller brands. Well, let me just tell you something. I, I have a friend of mine and he invented, I say invented, I'm putting that in quotes. He invented the first ever wireless blow dryer. Okay? Wireless blow dryer. And I said, man, that is genius, dude. I don't know why people didn't come up with this a long time ago. I'm like, how much is this? 
he wound up telling me the price. And let's say it's like $500. A girlfriend of mine was like, I'll just go to Target and pay $14.99 for a blow dryer. Thanks anyway. I mean, there are certain things that people want. They're luxury items. But if they're not priced properly, you're never going to sell them. And I don't think the big baller brand is going to be selling out of these shoes anytime soon. I don't know, George. You going to buy them? No. Swipe left. There's people still waiting for the original shoes, bro. Get out of here with that. I love LeVar, <laughs> but come on, bro. All right. That is Radio Tinder each and every day at 530. All right. Quick break. Lakers going to come up here in a minute. We're going we're gonna to toss to Lakers coverage here momentarily. I do want to get into the Lakers. There's some Lakers news and one minor concern that's starting to come up with the Lakers. We'll touch on that uh, in a minute. And a movie re-release. Well, sort of. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yo, nothing says 80s like ready for the world, oh, Sheila. I would never have been able to tell you who sings this song. In fact, I would have thought it was Sheila E., oh, Sheila. Never have gotten the band. That would have been pretty narcissistic, actually, of her. You're right. It would have been. Because, you know, singing about herself. But that is, uh, you know. Laura, go ahead. Say what you just said. Why you put me in these situations? I, I said, that's right up Cap Sally. That's why, you know. <laughs> that's right up my eye. <laughs> the narcissism. Really? Do you guys think I'm a narcissist? I mean. Really? You know, if the mirror fits. Come I know on. I know a few narcissists. I think I think you have a little ways to go before. Let you me get tell there. you something. I have gone to my therapist and I've said to my therapist, listen, my ex-wife tells me I'm a narcissist. I looked it up. I don't think I'm a narcissist. What do you think? And my therapist is like, bro, you're like not even anywhere near narcissistic. Wait, but let me ask you a question, because I know yeah. people that do this with therapy. Yeah. Do you go to your therapist and put on the, the the nice hat, you know what I'm saying, where you're like, you're you're giving her your side of the story, but you're not giving her any of the warts? You know, I don't think so. I think I walk in, and I haven't been for a while, but I walk okay. in, and I am like as open and as honest as can be. Because I you got know? friends who will say stuff to their therapist, but yeah, my therapist said this and that. I said, but did you tell them this? And they're like, no, 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 I didn't. No, I didn't dude, I have, I'm like, then you're not being honest with your therapist. You're not getting your bang, the bang for your buck. Put it this way. If my therapist ever has like, you know, recordings of the things that I have told him, I'm getting grudened. And what I mean by that is I've told him all the warts. You know, I've told him all the terrible okay. things that I've done in my life. Um, when I things that I'm not proud of, you know, and um, I'm just and listen, you know, I, I joke about Gruden, but I mean, I'm not talking about racist stuff or misogynistic. I'm just talking about stuff that. You know, you just you don't tell people stuff. You got certain skeletons in your closet. And um, yeah, he, I said to him, I go, dude, my ex-wife told me I'm a narcissist. I don't think I'm a narcissist. Am I? I looked it up. I had to look so, at the definition. So here are nine signs of narcissism. All right, are you ready? Ahead. Let me hear them. Grandiosity. Grandiosity, which is okay. the exaggerated sense of self-importance. Okay, check. I'm I might on put that. a check mark yeah, there. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll put a check on that. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Laura, Lindsay, do we agree? A little check mark for Cap there? Yes. Ding, ding. Yeah. Ding, ding. Linz? Uh, I guess so. Okay. 
Wow, you don't see very anybody convicted. else get a check mark. I anybody just think else? that I know real narcissists, and I think that Cap is way too nice to be a narcissist. Okay. Mm. okay. Uh, next, Laura one doesn't ex- think so. Laura's like, ex- mm. ex- <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Cap. I love you. Excessive love is need for me. admiration. You do want to get props a lot, though. Let's do be I? real. The retweet. I mean, mm. dog. I was listening one day. Okay, that uh, the 17 day vacation that I took. I happened to be in the car. You were on with Demarco, and you were literally begging Laura to give you a Mexican card. I remember this. <laughs> but that's because that's because I told her a story about my daughter who's a great recycler of things and she'll like we'll get done with with cream cheese and rather than throwing out the container, she uses it to put her vegetables in the next right. day to go to school. Right. You know? So, Which is very 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 hurt. Latino, yes. Yeah. But you wanted the card. Yeah, give you it wanted to the me. admiration. I want to be part of the community. Yeah. I get it. So, yeah. all right, check, check on that one. All right, check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Superficial and exploitative relationships. Now, I don't know you like that, nah, bro. I mean, I've known you a long time, but I don't know you like I don't that. Have that. So. No check on that box. All right, no check on that. Uh, lack of empathy. See, I wouldn't give you that one either. Nah, no check on that box. Identity disturbance. I don't even know what that means. Me neither. But... No check. So far, so far, right now. So two and I'm... two and three. Yeah. Of right. the nine signs. Right. Keep going. Difficulty with attachment and dependency. Now, are you a little needy? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm very independent. I, I don't think so. So I, right now, I think it's four to two in favor of not a narcissist. Right. Keep going. Uh, chronic feelings of emptiness and or boredom. Nah. I feel like nah. the boredom part is the, <laughs> is the tricky part with nah, you. Nah, I don't have any boredom at all. I, I, anybody who ever tells me that they're bored, I'm like, gosh, I wonder what that feels like to be bored. Here's one. This is a check. Mm-hmm. Vulnerability to life transitions. We all what? have that one. So that, that you can't not have that one. I don't even know what that really means either. So, like when things, you're you're a creature of habit. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. All right. So yeah. right now, so it's three five and to six. Three. Not terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, three and six. Okay. Yeah. Not. Yeah. That, that, six to that, three in your favor. Yeah. Not a narcissist. Okay. Then yeah, I would say if you were fifty-fifty, I would say that you know it's a toss-up. I would say not a narcissist. All right. There you go. I would agree. See, we love you, Cap. <laughs> See, mad love is what you have. Mad love. We, 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 we are reasonable love. around here. So. Yeah. I mean, Tebow so anyway, got five out of six. So, you know. I don't even know how we got down this discussion. On this <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, All right. Now, who's the biggest narcissist? Well, I mean, look, I mean, do- I don't even need to. We need to discuss this. Like the 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 narcissist of this station, and proudly so, I feel like is Mason, Steve Mason, is it? Yes. Well, Lindsay, right away. Yeah, she jumps right in. I mean, right no, in. but it, it's not. He he literally tells people. I was going to say, I like, think he would admit it. He, this is not something that he would shy away from. I would agree with that. He's like, yeah, it's about me. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that we're breaking news here by any stretch of the imagination. We're not revealing something that no one else in the audience that has listened to Steve Mason for 20 plus years hasn't figured out on their own because he's said it to them. He was cracking me up yesterday. They were talking about how Mason and Ireland are on the video board at Staples Center. Yes, and, and you, you, you trolled him. I did. I had, I had to troll him. I had to. And, um, and I've been trolling him since because whether it's on Instagram or on Twitter, every time he puts something up like, hey, we're on the video board, I'm like, us too. And I put up a picture of, of you and I. Uh, but he was having this whole discussion about his. Uh, well, no, vest. you didn't do us too. You literally wrote word for word what he wrote and just put ours there instead of I, his. I did that on Instagram, and then yeah. later when he put it on Twitter, he's like, "Look, we're on the video board." I wrote back, "Us too," and I put a picture of you and me yeah. on the video board at Stables. But he was having this whole conversation about how how much he loves his vest, 
and what a great look it is. Oh, the puffer how fashionable jacket? it is. Yeah. I mean, come yeah, on. It's very funny. They were cracking. I mean, me it up. looks like he could be like in the remake of Back to the Future or the newer version of Back to the Future. You know what I mean? Can be like mm-hmm. like Michael J. Fox's like brother or something. Yeah, yeah, he did kind of look. In fact, Brionis was saying that to him on the air. He's like, "Yo, man, you look like Marty McFly all up in it. You look like the gray-haired, glasses-wearing Marty McFly from the PNW." And everybody's like, "What's PNW?" Until we figured out that meant Pacific Northwest. I didn't know that either. <laughs> I had no idea. PNW. Yeah, PNW, bro. So, George, you were saying that tonight, oh, the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. yeah, what were you? Bad what news. Were you THT to? surgery, so he's gonna be out a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Ariza is going to be out for a couple months. Right. Um, so this team is, you know, we know the big three. And then the rest of the group, there's not like a wing player that has any, I guess Kent Bazemore sort of is a defensive guy. I mean, he's pretty good on defense. I'm not going to say he's he's bad. He's not. He's, he's good. He's pretty good. Um, but they don't have like a dynamic wing guy if you're relying on Kent Bazemore beyond LeBron. And I think that that, you know, when you're chasing a championship, those little things matter. Now, that means those guys are going to have to do a lot of threes to kind of deal with that. But I, it, it is just a minor thing that I stick that sticks out to me right now and goes, ooh, no THT, Ariza less so, but no THT. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how much I love that, right? Like, they don't have someone on the roster that can duplicate what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at the, uh, the injury report because tonight is the game where, you know, it's been reported that, okay, look, LeBron was at the Browns game on Sunday and people were giving him a little bit of business like, yo, dog, don't you have like a game that you need to be at tonight? Like one that your team is playing in? And LeBron's like, uh, no, because I'm going to go there and I'm going to cheer just like I'm standing here at the Browns game cheering. I'm not playing in this game, but tonight's the night. LeBron's going to play, AD's going to play, Russ is going to play. These guys are going to play together for the first time. So that makes this preseason game more of an event and less of a throwaway, I'm not watching preseason basketball kind of thing. I am curious, i got to say, I mean, my, my focus tonight will be on the Giants and the Dodgers, but I am curious to see what happens when the three of those guys are on the floor together. Yeah, I want to watch that. Uh, I'll have one eye on that for sure. Um, but absolutely, the focus has got to be on the Dodgers tonight. You know, But, but I've been sneaking in some NBA preseason because I got to, because I got games coming up here soon. So Yeah. I, I I actually don't like any preseason, not football, not spring training. Oh, I, not I don't love preseason. But I but here's the difference. This year for both, I've had to watch because I needed to be prepared to do games. Yep. And and I am watching a little bit of NBA preseason just under the fear of you talking about it, me going, uh, yeah, not really kind of watching it, George. But I even watched a little I've summer league. You. Yeah, you did you. shame me. You basketball shamed me is what you did. That's cool. Yeah. Make a prediction tonight. Um, Dodgers, Giants, what happens? Walker Bueller, despite the unprecedented nature, comes in and mows him down. And he will do the heavy lifting. The Dodgers, it'll be a close game. Dodgers get a couple of hits, key hits, down the stretch and win in exciting fashion. My prediction is Cody Bellinger has the breakout night that everybody's been waiting for. And there's been signs of it here and there. But tonight, when you got to have it, tonight's the night for Bellinger. That's my prediction. I love it. I'd hope to see it, for sure. Great job, Cap, Lindsay, and Laura. We will talk to you manana. Lakers up next. See you.